Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a remarkably topical evening, uh, given with what's happening in the Ukraine at the moment. Um, I'd like to say I'd, I'd hoped that when we organised this uh, this lecture this evening that uh, we'd be talking in the past tense as to the war. Uh, that's not the case. Um, which makes tonight's conversations and lecture much more, even more relevant um, and poignant in many ways. So our thoughts are with friends and human beings in the Ukraine, but our concentration this evening is on uh, Dr. Vita Susak, who is a distinguished art historian from Ukraine, spent many years in Lviv, um, also in Kiev, um and was the uh, apart from being a member of the swiss academy uh for european studies um she uh was in the lviv national art gallery for many years as head of their um modern european art department um i know of vita before we started this because she's published a number of uh, books none of which are uh, or all of which are guaranteed to give any uh, man of a certain age a hernia and carrying, um, but they are truly wonderful. This is a book that uh, we use extensively. It's on Ukrainian artists in Paris, and Ukrainian artists uh, made a great contribution to the Ecole de Paris, um, as well as the Ecole de Paris Jouf. So it's a book that we know very well. Um, I don't think I want to really say very much more, Vita. I think uh, you're going to say it all. Um, your subject is fascinating, and um, we thank you so much indeed for being with us and for presenting to us tonight, this evening. So, Vita, over to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. And uh, at the beginning, I just would like thanks all these people, not so big auditory, that <laughs> dedicate this evening to Ukraine and to Ukrainian artists. And uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, always not so easy to speak with uh, somebody with with. Uh, your computer, your screen, but I hope and I know with my experience that it, it, it can bring something. So my presentation today, I try to open into to start with my presentation. It's here. It's okay. So my presentation is aimed at the audience who does not hear the air raid sirens and does not hide from missiles, who undoubtedly has empathy, expresses indignation, and sometimes helps financially, but quickly returns to the problem and joys of their own life. Because this war is far from them, not only geographically, but also mentally. It is not their war, but just one more military conflict in the history of humankind. In this world history of wars, the mechanism that lead to the destruction of some people by others have been studied, but not remedy has been found. War increases the amplitude of feelings and actions to the maximum and produces squeezes and tears out new works of art. 
So the title of my presentation between sarcasm and compassion, Ukrainian art in the amplitude of war. How did Ukrainian artists perceive the Russian invasion of Ukraine? Like everyone else, shock, refusal to believe it is real, desire to go back in time to pre-February 24, 2022. The pain due to their powerlessness to stop this brutal aggression. The understanding that for Russia, it is not just about winning, but about destroying everything Ukrainian. Anger and resistance. It soon became clear that it is not a short conflict, but a marathon, a struggle for survival. Some artists joined the army, others joined the territorial defense groups. Those who are at war do not have the opportunity to paint. Now, I don't even want to breathe in the smell of oil paint, but I used to have this need. The famous Lviv artist, Yvhen Ravsky, told me, returning for a short time from the front where he volunteers to fight. Those who are not at war react differently in an artistic manner. Uh, uh, I would like to go, okay, I try, yeah. Albina Yaloza moved from Kiev to Lviv at the beginning of the Russian invasion and started to create digital graphics that combined the language of posters and baroque engravings. She chooses, chooses a laconic subject, sometimes introduce a introduces a photo and adds her own short commentary. They were books, podcasts, movie. Now I am constantly watching the news. The woman depicted from the back looking at her cell phone where a high rise building in fire is in fire is the artist and also me. She is a personification of all Ukrainians in different parts of the world who check the news many times a day and night and actually sliding a finger across the display. Thanks to the internet and social media, the peculiarity of war in the 21st century is such that the war is in our pocket. This phrase was used by Tomasz Glantz, one of the curator of the exhibition, The Pain of Other, Others, which was held at the Docks Gallery in Prague last winter. At the very least, the war is in the pocket of those interested or painfully affected. High-speed art practices, digital photography instantly captures events that are immediately seen on the internet. Colleges, posters, videos, and installations are also among these high-speed artistic practice that allow the rapid dissemination of visual messages on the web. Artists often choose well-known images or art pieces to intervene with their visual content, giving new meaning. Computer programs make it possible to combine and manipulate images and many works of Russian art and of world art as well have become memes. 
Igor Gusev from Odessa uses Russian uh, classics in his World War III series. His Bayara Nyamarozova takes a washing machine with her on a sled, just as Russian soldiers did when they sent looted items, including electric kettles, from the houses around Kiev to their relatives. Gusev uses the well-known painting by, by the Russian artist of the 19th century, Vasily Surikov. It depicts a, a historical episode from the 17th century when during the schism in the Russian Orthodox Church, the Bayarina Morozova was expelled from Moscow and as an old believer. The works hangs in the state Tretikov Gallery. It is not always easy to find the name of the meme's author. Someone remarkably moved the mountain of human skulls from Vasily Verishagin painting, Apotheosis of War, to Ivan Shishkin, Morning in a Pine Forest, which in the Soviet time was re re replicated in thousands of reproductions and drugs. The teddy bears are now clumping over human skulls. Sarcasm and irony dominate in the attitude toward the aggressor. The symbol of Soviet patriotism, the poster Motherland Calls, was immediately reworked after the announcement by Putin of partial mobilization in Russia uh, in September 2022. Poster Motherland Calls created by Irakli Toidze at the beginning of the German invasion of the Soviet Union in 1941. It became a pattern. In one of the memes, the mother's face took on Putin features and the gravestones appeared behind as a perspective of this appeal. The considerable part of Russian society that supports this invasion is also very well personified in the image Kuzkinamat calls with all the alcohol problems of this society. Igor Gusev often creates minimalistic drawings on the cover of the covers of the books published in the Soviet time in the Soviet Union, which contains many connotations. The cell phone, mobilnik in Russian, and mobilization have the same root. This title thing, this little thing, so crucial, crucial in wartime for staying in touch with your family, falls and turn in, turns into a tombstone on Ukrainian soul. The Jewish eye can quickly spot it as a matseva. The explosion of as the explosion on the Crimean bridge at the beginning of October 2022 caused rapid reaction on the internet. World art paintings with bridges were played with, and the most successful was, of course, the meme of Edward Munch's The Scream, where the Russian leader was effortlessly recognized in the figure screaming on the bridge. Sarcasm and irony towards the aggressor are replaced in the works of Ukrainian artists by compassion towards their compatriots, the dead and the tortured, by the glorification of the Ukraine army, 
volunteers and the national resistance. The poster by an unknown author shows a short dialogue between the two monuments, and I underline monuments. How are you? asked the bronze bust of the Ukrainian poet Taras Shevchenko. His head shot through, it is from the village of Borodyanka near, near Kiev. I'm okay, replies a broken statue of the 18th century philosopher Grigory Skovarada from his destroyed museum in the home village near Kharkiv. The reference to monuments as symbols of continuity in Ukrainian culture is a notable feature of many images. The monuments materialize mythical and historical figures of the Ukrainian narrative. They are easily recognizable to most people. On one poster, uh, Andriy Yermolenko, artist from Kyiv, dresses the monument of the founders of the Ukrainian capital, the Kyiv Horiv brothers and their sister Livit in bulletproof vests and gives them weapons. On another, he hangs a rifle on the chest of Prince Volodymyr, also the well-known monuments on the Dnipro hills, who baptized the Kyiv Rus in 988. Uh, Prince Volodymyr is stepping on Putin's head. A separate, long, large series of images of the literal liquidation of the Russian dictator can be collected, which is a visualization of the desire of the majority of people in Ukraine after February 24. Kyiv-based uh, artist Katerina Lisova, her husband is at war, choose Giorgioni Judith, who stepped on the head of the Russian Holofernes. Alexander Berbolin, also from Kyiv, calls collage a way of thinking. His Katerina represents a whole narrative clearly readable in the post-Soviet space. So he took as a pattern the picture, famous picture painted by poet, Ukrainian poet Taras Shevchenko himself. And he wrote also the poem, Katerina. In this, uh, uh, Katerina, as the poem says, uh, a Moscow soldier raped her. This is the plot of uh, Shevchenko poem. Shevchenko portrayed Katerina. The original is preserved in the Poet Museum in Kyiv. Katerina by Barbolin is personalizing Ukraine. She is stepping on the Russian leader who is holding a ship with red sails. This is a reference both to the famous story of the Russian warship, go fuck yourself, this was famous expression, answer of Ukrainian soldier, and to the Crimean writer Alexander Green and his romantic novel, Scarlet Sails, a symbol of cherished dreams. After the, the occupation, of the town of Izium near Kharkiv in September 2022, mass graves of civilians and soldiers were discovered. More than 400 graves of killed Ukrainians were found in the forest. 
A yellow and blue bracelet was left on the hand of one of the tortured. It quickly appeared on the Alexander Grekov's poster genocide, and a flash mob of thousands of live hands with the same bracelets were, was organized on the internet. This war caused a stormy poster production. Nikita Titov, Titov's his laconic, expressive posters marker, uh, became markers of the main war episodes. UA is the international mark of Ukraine. Two birds with raised and lowered wings, hope and loss, continue to fly side by side. The explosion of a dam on the Dnipro River near Kahovko and the flooding of Ukrainian cities and villages have also been registered by the artists. Titov was recognized by the Museum of Ukraine, Ukraine magazine uh, as the best poster artist of 2022. And I show you his recent reaction to the conflict between Prigozhin's Wagner group and the Russian army, where Titov swiftly and to the point turned the Kremlin tower with its teeth wall into a self-eating snake. A large part of Ukrainian society is religious, mostly Christian. It is difficult for people to recover from what they have experienced, lost, or just witness it and keep their faith. Christian symbols, images of Christ, the Virgin Mary, and angels are often used in the artwork. Maxim Palenko illustrated what people felt when the electricity returned after sitting many hours in the dark without hitting due to the Russian missiles attacks. Is this image of Christ as an electrician a piece of art? What kind of art is it? Naive or kitsch? We will be back to these questions. Angels can symbolize the souls of innocently killed children, adults, civilians, and there are also guardian angels. These spiritual beings are often used not as purely religious symbols, but as a universal language, a commonly understood sign of protection from higher powers. Matvey Weisberg created the angel of the armed forces of Ukraine a celestial guardian with a sword protecting the human sea beneath him. On June 2022, his angel was sold at a charity auction that raised 3 million Ukrainian hryvnias for the armed forces of Ukraine. The image of angel was used for the cover of the book Martial Law, an anthology of texts of by Ukrainian writers of the last year. And recently, Weisberg created three panels for a memorial installation in Babin Yar, where the angel was increased 
and where the artist united a trident Ukrainian symbol and a star of David. Of course, you know very well the tragic history of uh, Ukrainian Jewish relationship through the centuries. So, and this war provoked a new page in this relationship and this um, development and this so bloody land. Since I'm giving this lecture for the Ben Uri Gallery, specializing in the work of Jewish artists, I would like to focus on the example of this Kiev-based artist, a Jew, not religious, but he's very faithful to his Jewishness and he's faithful citizen and patriot of Ukraine. At the outbreak of the war, he began to keep his road diary, sketching the road and the cities he and his family traveled through on their way from Kyiv to Poland and then to Munich. He said, painting at that time was not only an attempt not to go crazy, but also a hope to do something to help. Weisberg was back in Kyiv last summer. His road diary consists 82 works. In the Museum of uh, Cost of a Classical Statue in Munich, the artist looked at the old Greek sculptures through the lens of the current war in Ukraine. For more, most of Ukrainian artists, contemporary events are filtered through world culture and vice versa. The photographer Marta Sirko from Lviv also was inspired by the by antique sculpture and alive bodies. I show you one photo of her sculpture series. But not all artists are capable of creating to the sound of sirens while expecting the muscles. After the tragedies of Bucha, Irpin, and Mariupol, I asked Olena Turianska, artist from Lviv, Jacques Callot, Goya, Felix Valoton depicted the horrors of war. Do you have such a, such a need? No, she replied. There is documentary photography, artistic photography to capture all this. Photography is primary. The other statements are secondary. Goya did not create Los Disasters de la Guerra immediately. It takes time. You have to let it go through you and then let it out. Her work, Dissolution, was created before the war and exhibited before the war in 2021. Today, the hanging black sheets of paper are read differently. They represent the day of the war, the war diary. It is an existential image that does not illustrate, illustrate specific events, but absorbs and summarizes the blackness of pain and loss. 
In February 2023, so a few months ago, Turianska created an installation during a month-long residency in Italy called What Should I Do With These Stones? Expressing her inner state in the space of an old chapel without any specific military reference. What am I going to do with this stone? Stone in my heart, heavy stones, no stone unturned. And I would like to say that she's very active as volunteer, so she helps a lot uh, in real war. Janna uh, Kadyrova, a Kyiv-based sculpture, works with heavy materials such as concrete and ceramic tiles. She moved to the Transcapetian region in Ushgorod at the outbreak of the war, and she began to carve stone flatbreads, palanitsa. The word palanitsa was a kind of Ukrainian password at the beginning of the invasion because Russians pronounced it with an accent, and this could recognize them. Janna Kadyrova donates the money from the sale to help the Ukrainian army. The invasion of Russia takes lives and drops the time of those who remain alive. Many exhibitions were not opened and hundreds of projects were not realized. Men between 18 and 60 years old can't, cannot leave Ukraine. Women artists can. The story of Elzara Wazo began began long before February 24. The Crimean Tatars were deported during World War II. She and her parents were born far from the peninsula. They returned to Crimea in the early 2000s. In 2014, the Russian came, Elzara went to Kyiv, and her parents, parents stayed in Crimea. Elzara managed to buy an apartment in Irpin near Kiev, near Kiev, on the top floor, closer to the sky. That was her dream. In 2022, the Russians came again. When the bombing started, Elzara rolled up her works and fled with them to Western Ukraine, then to Poland. Finally, she found those who offered her a small studio in Zurich in Switzerland. By mid-April 2022, so during the two first months, about 200 children had been killed in Ukraine. Today, then, this number is much higher. Families were escaping in cars, sticking the inscription Deti, children, on the windows. Children was written in large letters in front of the theater in Mariupol, so that Russian pilots could see it. It was bombed. Elzara multiplied, multiplied the screaming, screaming word in red letters on a two meters long black canvas surface. In Ukrainian, broken in, into two syllables, deity, deity, turn into question, where are you? And this double reading an automatic passage from Russian to Ukrainian is only possible in Ukraine. 
The intervention of Alex Alexeyev, an artist from Kyiv who has lived uh, in Austria for a long time, in Edward Hopper's painting, People in the Sun, is a very eloquent critic of Western countries whose sanctions do not stop the aggressor, whose support is partial and too slow. Hopper's characters sit in the armchairs in front of posters, help Ukraine and stop Putin, and do not notice these posters or the nuclear explosion mushroom in perspective. The West watch, is watching this deadly struggle of Ukraine for her survival and helping in small portion with old weapons waiting for Russia to be weakened. And especially today when I heard that uh, the Swiss parliament did give, give, gave no permission to send uh, this Leopard tanks to Ukraine. So such kind of neutrality. Uh, so. In Alexei's interpretation of Mikhail Vrubel sitting demon against the back, back, backdrop of bombed out Russian equipment, we certainly see not just Putin, but rather a personification of Russian culture, which did not stop, but to some degree contributed to this invasion supporting the nostalgia for the great past and imperial ambitions of the authorities and ordinary citizens. And uh, I show you one more memes. And this is the author Yuri Solomko. Uh, he was born in Crimea, but he is uh, active artist in Kiev. And you see here how he uses this uh, Peter Bruegel, the elder, the blind, leading the blind. Uh, the peculiarity of work by Solomko that he always or very often used the maps as a back, uh, background for his uh, works. The war has raised the world interest in a country that struggles. Instead of an implemented pieces project inside Ukraine, more Ukrainian cultural event, events took place abroad in the past years and in previous decades. In autumn 2022, Lithuania's Kaunas, the European capital of culture 2022, hosted an exhibition of contemporary Ukrainian art, Ukraine and Muted. Its title suggested the answer to the debate about the cancellation of Russian culture, which continues until now among European intellectuals. It's difficult to cancel a vast corpus of Russian imperial cultural products of several centuries. But until Russia recognizes all its crimes, the gulags, the Holodomor, the deportation of entire uh, peoples, until the bloody war continues, Russian culture should at least be mit mitigated or muted. It has much work to do to liberate itself from all the myth about the mysterious Russian soul and to build a democratic society. 
There were increased the need to deconstruct the imperial range of Russian culture to show how much it appropriated the names and works of other nations. At the end of 2022, the Kunstmuseum in Basel opened the exhibition Born in Ukraine from the collection of the Kiev Picture Gallery. The Thyssen-Bornemis Museum in Madrid realized the project in the eye of the storm, modernism in Ukraine, 1900-1930s, from the National Art Museum of Ukraine collection and from private collection, which uh, are preserved in Europe. And this exhibition currently, uh, you can see it in the Ludwig Museum in Köln. The powerful phenomenon of the Ukrainian avant-garde emerges from the shadow of the general stereotype of the exclusively great Russian avant-garde. They were activated not only artists and curators, but also art historians. The Institute for the History of Art at the Humboldt University in Berlin held an online course entitled Under Fire, Revising Art History in the Context of the War in Ukraine. You, you can see here the posters with all this uh, series of uh, online presentation. In October 22, uh, the Michel Montaigne University of Bordeaux organized uh, a meeting of Slavic scholars and professors entitled Literature and Art in the Face of War, Naming, Describing, Showing. And um, <clears throat> I can't let go of the phrase I heard at this meeting. Art gives meaning to something that, in principle, has no meaning. Culture dresses the killing of some people by others in the concepts of heroism, sacrifice, and patriotism, and gives sense to death, injury, and tragedy. Otherwise, how can those who survived but lost their loved ones live with this meaningless future? I allowed myself to express these thoughts in a conversation with Olena Turianska. She stopped me decisively. That's because you are not in Ukraine. This is a foreign perspective. In Ukraine, it all makes sense. They are dying there in the East so that we can live here, do something further. The justice of her words does not eliminate the need to comprehend the value and influence of artistic creations in times of war and to talk at them from a historical perspective. The battle genre is one of the oldest in art. The glorification of the victor, sorrow over, over the dead, heroes and enemies, the wounded and the captured, the crying of mothers, window, widows and children. These themes are repeated with hopeless regularity from ancient Egypt to Ukrainian Bakhmut. History teaches us 
nothing. And military sense, sense become just work of art in a few generations. During my studies uh, at the St. Petersburg Academy of Fine Arts, we looked at the falling night in Paolo Uccello painting, The Battle of San Romano. You know this picture very well because it's located in the National Gallery in London. So this night is as one of the first examples of depicting the human body in perspective. Who is interested? today in who was under this knight's armor. Otto Dick's dying soldier is an example of expressionism, not a portrait of a specific person. And Picasso Guernica is only a famous masterpiece of the 20th century. It does not cause pain to current generations. Uh, I'm short, I took this picture a few months ago in this uh, Reina Sofia Museum, and you see this hall dedicated to Guernica. It's so many people, and it's uh, for, uh, from left and from uh, right, there are two people who observed that nobody can take a photo. And of course, everybody will. Uh, take photo. It's some kind of performance on play. So, and you know, all this tragedy is not presented more in this space. In her latest book regarding the pain of others, the American writer Susan Zontek explored the perception of images of war by societies outside the war zone. She mainly analyzed photography, but this also applies to other visual arts. With the current overload of visual information, the pass from shock to cliche, destroyed houses, crying faces is becoming very short. Following Zontag, the pain of others became as the title of an exhibition dedicated to this war at the Dux Gallery in Prague. We must recognize that whether images of destruction and human suffering can evoke compassions from people outside the zone of conflict, of war, that, that has two opposites and equally valid answers, yes and no. Yes, because the thought that it could happen to you, it's terrifying. No because the awareness that you have no direct influence on these events liberates you from the duty of constant empathy and returns you to your problems. I came across a book by the English art historian, Eric Newton, Wars Through Artists' Eyes, Painting and Drawings by British War Artists, published in 1945 in London in which the author suggested an unexpected but reasonable division of artists who depicted the war into three categories. So those who worked in the army, full-time job, those who were employed to paint particular series in, uh, and themes, and those who painted on their own initiative. 
Among the illustration in this book uh, were graphic works by Henry Moore, seen from the underground during the German bombing of London in 1940-41. One day Moore's works will be compared to Ukrainian artifacts. I only know photos from the Kyiv and Kharkiv subways for the last months. This is the first months after the beginning of war in Kharkiv, you see. So I don't know the artistic interpretations. And one emotionless thought came to me as a result of this comparison. Over time, the value accent of artworks shifts from the subject to the author. As uh, the case of Picasso and the village of Guernica and Henry Moore's authorships comes in the forefront concerning these nameless women with children sheltered in the subway from German bombs. Not only Ukrainian artists work in Ukraine. Foreigners are also go there, primary photographers, but not only. The arrival of Banksy last autumn was widely commented on. The artist left his valuable, in the sense of support and the literal sense of price, traces in Kyiv and in Borodnyanka. One of the most discussed work, works is a boy throwing in judoka on the tatami. In the latter, people saw Russian President Putin, who has a black belt in judo. Ukraine's military of defense posted this image on Twitter with the caption, we are stronger than David. They are weaker than Goliath, probably Banksy. Banksy confirmed this, uh, also his authorship. There was even an attempt to steal one of his murals. Currently, these murals are protected by glass, if glass can really protect. In this kaleidoscope of images, it is still difficult to figure out which works will go down in art history and which will remain at the level of visual documentation. We can already ask questions and look for answers. How to evaluate memes as pieces of art or just as visual expressions? Who is the author when well-known artworks are used and reinterpreted? The war provoked a substantial creative explosion in Ukraine many works will be included in the history of art and many more will remain as visual documents of this tragedy. They will be grouped in into different categories by topics, techniques or style, allegorical, realistic and abstract images will be analyzed and compared and the main types will be determined. This will happen later. When the time distance reduces the pain and allow us to return to artistic analysis. Right now, I can only quote 
Yurkov of Kohon, a Lviv-based artist and cultural manager who wrote in the hospital after being wounded. War is a concentrated form of life with the highest stakes and extremely shattered emotional amplitude. War is what fills you with impressions and prompts you to create. War devastates you and convinces you of any other futility. Yevhen Ravsky's painting, Children of Mars, this God of War, 2015, created after the Maidan and the annexation of Crimea, but long before February 24, 2022. And this picture is perceived today as a prediction for those who are outside the zone. It's, it is a hyperrealism into the tradition of Caravaggio. For me, it is the man of my generation, my homeland and my war. So when the time distance subsides the pain, artistic qualities will come to the front. Currently, the archive of this war is being actively updated. Thank you. So I stopped. Well, well I, I'm breathless, uh, two to force, if I may say. Uh, Utterly engrossing, um, and I'm sure I, I speak for everybody on that. Um, may, I, may I kick off just some of the questions? And because I think there's um, so much to, to talk about, but let me ask a few sort of simple questions, if I may. I'll start, start off with the easy ones. Um, is there, first of all, is there official war artists in, in, in uh, in Ukraine, I mean, um, you, you made you, you actually talked about the fact that the the, the, the British um, Eric Newton talked about three different categories of artists, and um, Britain has a long history of of, of appointing war artists, uh, which is in itself an interesting concept. Um, and you can see so many artists in Ukraine are, are emotionally and practically, and from a practice point of view, engaged. Are there official war artists in Ukraine? Uh, I'm sure that they are, uh, of course, but we have this ministry of, of military, we have, I think that there are some artists who can make this realistic portrait of some uh, military officer, so this need uh, exists, And but uh, I spoke about this third category of artists. Yeah. This, of course, I didn't. Uh, I didn't make a research about this official, traditional, realistic uh, art. But there are some reactions. So for every tragedy, in sometimes you can uh, see some uh, plate or just some memory sign. So it's a reaction of authorities. It exists. It exists. The question is. Uh, which artists will be choose for make this uh, uh, sign or this glorification. So, and of course, it's not the same situation which was in the Soviet uh, time when we have such social realism and this was the mainstream, this uh, just one 
styles that can be used. Yeah, today in Ukraine it's much more liberty, and it depends on um, I can say on the. Um, preferences of these local authorities or uh, in Kyiv that it can be state authorities but what can I observe when we have some something official there uh, in majority this is some something in classical tradition so it's uh, not so oft with abstraction or something with uh, new practices uh, this is uh, realistic symbolic but uh, in uh, very old classical tradition can be, but there are some new monuments there, but in this short period, we cannot uh, observe this um, monument for this war. Yeah, We need to wait and we need to win and later it can appear. Well, please God for that. But the, yeah, it's, and then you'll forgive me for asking the, the, the other side of that question is whether the whether the uh, the Russian government have appointed war artists. Do you know whether they've appointed war artists? I mean, war artists not not to um, replicate an art form a photograph. Not I mean, but you know the the the, the or certainly the British war artists, and in fact we have in our library a book on German war artists in World War Two, where the, there was a whole variety of different representations of the war, whether it be David Bomberg's bomb store, which was just simply one image of one particular tiny little piece of, of the jigsaw, um, right through to artists who were on the front and you know, painted different interpretations of that. But do you know whether the Russians have uh, appointed official war artists? I'm sure that they have. So it's absolutely in this totalitarian system they must have. And when uh, uh, I made yet observation for for some cultural events in Russia you know, before the war, so they just opened this big museum of dedicated to the great Velika uh, Otechistvena Vaina, great paternal war. So to, to dedicated to World War Two, but in the interpretation of uh, Russian, yeah. It was a big uh, temple and so many uh, mural painting uh, inside, of course, realistic. So it's, uh, um, and I am sure that they have. So, and I'm sure also that they have artists who criticize this uh, war and who are working, but they cannot show actually. So it's, it's, it's um, but uh, locked in a spare bedroom. To, um... Yes. But I heard that Goya, he also, he painted all these uh, and created all his, his disaster for of the de la guerre, yeah, that's why. All, also not for uh, for the Spanish society. It was discovered uh, 30 years later. So, so probably. So this, it's so it's so tragical that we repeat and repeat this humankind, repeat and repeat. And... Well, I, I, but I think what's interesting also is that the the thing that came across so much in your illustrations was that the contemporary artist is actually looking back to re-represent a, a classic image. Um, and I think that's really quite interesting. And I wonder whether you can explain to us why you think that's, uh, that's a motif, if you like, these previous motifs are being re-represented. 
I think because it's a, it's like an international language. Yeah, when you use something that it's well known, word known. Yeah, so everybody can read this image. Yeah, and with these possibilities of internet. Yeah, and so with this visualization of thinking, when you don't and you don't want read too much long read, but we prefer to see something quickly and understand and for this understanding we we use this world art history it's it's enough to see Bregel to understand what the artist wanted to say so and, uh, and of course it's some kind of play with cultural heritage and this is a world play and this is comprehensible for uh, people who are actually in Great Britain and people who are in Ukraine because we are using this European uh, art tradition. So it's it, it, like an international visual language. Yes, so I, 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 my feeling was as you were going through it that given that Ukraine is 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 in, in many ways it's a young country. I mean, uh, you know, it's um, you know, it has a long history, but I mean, as as Ukraine is today, it's still a young country. Um, by using images of of several hundred years ago, it almost adds this impression of weight, you know, of weight, W E I G H T. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know whether you you have a feel of that. No, of course. So it's a new and uh, a new country for Europe, for uh, Ukrainians. Uh, we have so long history. So, yeah, but it, sure. it was, uh, um, can, can I say, so by Russian Empire, it was closed and was covered. And now we need to discover this history. And this continuity that I told you, this also using of monuments, of all heroes, yeah, that also shows that we have so many centuries of history and we are speaking with these ancestors, yeah, and these ancestors help us today. And so this dialogue is not uh, geographically, but in, in timeline. Historical so, terms, but, it, but, it's, but it's very useful, it's very valuable because you're, you're correct, of course, that we in Europe see Ukraine as a relatively new phenomena, even though its history goes back many centuries. Um, so by linking the two, it reinforces that. Um, do you think the um, do you think men would male artists would represent uh, the current situation differently if they were actually at home allowed to paint and to create? No, they, they are working. So <laughs> they meant they, they just they cannot go abroad. Yeah, but uh, some the, some uh, fame or some artists well known or important artists they they can go abroad, and some of artists, for example, uh, this Matvey Weisberg, he was in Poland in Munich. No, it's just you, you have you need to be a little more than uh, sixty, and you can. You know? Right. Uh, and it's possible for writers, they can visit uh, another country. So the first month it was so strictly. Uh, today it's not so easy, but it's possible. And there are main artists who are staying in Ukraine. They are working and there are video installations. So it's, it's, uh, it's not that all men are in front. So there are enough of uh, main artists. And uh, generally I can say that it's a really explosion of creativity. So, you know, 
uh, thanks to internet, I can observe. So if I'm not sure that I can see all these uh, things. It's impossible. <laughs> but but uh, this activation in, uh, is, is really remarkable. Yes. Um, there's no benefit of war, but at least uh, it's stimulating greater creativity. But, um, are there any uh, any questions from our audience that um, lots of comments, uh, which are great, but are there any questions that you'd like to ask uh, Dr. Susak? Mm -hmm. I see some, some uh, it's some comments. I don't see some questions in this. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, in the Rublev style. Yes, you can you can add many, many names. Of course, of course, I couldn't. Uh, so it was my a little uh, uh, subjective choice, yeah, of course. So another art historians can represent absolutely another artist and other names. So just uh, uh, my personal choice, but uh, it's much more. And thank you for uh, mentioning this name. So I think all these uh, artworks they can be analyzed one day, but I shall say that uh, it, it, it gives another side. So, so many production and sometimes it's, it's, this production has not so high professional level and use just Ukraine war, it can be attractive. So we need to make some separation and this analyze this, uh, um, value that it came also a little bit later so and today no especially they can say but we need time distance for uh, this uh, analyze and choice tina uh matani has, has put on the chat line do you think the choice of media has changed because of access to the war in other words more digital less oil painting sculptures etc but we can use photography so there are some people some traditional artists who are working in these traditional media sculpture paintings so it can be so quickly photographed and also you can see these works in internet so it's not that we rechange or we um, we change all our uh, traditional uh, type of art so they can be presented in internet like another new media this collage and so just uh, digital works so it's just became more and more it's, it's more difficult to uh, value and to see a real art uh, probably it will be seen by new another generation not but but by uh, us because uh, for example as for me is i am not so independent i'm very dependent of uh, real history real facts that happens in ukraine today so and so i'm subjective art historian <laughs> for 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 those of us who are young enough not to remember the second world war this war of all wars is in our living rooms you you described it beautifully it's, it's in people's pockets um and I think the thing that astonishes me every day um, is the is the is the normality. I, I have various um, 
friends who are very much more involved than I am in the charitable status in terms of, of, of different communities in, 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 in Ukraine. And I get regular emails and updates. And I think what I what more every day I get more and more astonished when I hear the increase of uh, air air bombings and, and rockets going into uh, Ukraine, that the normality of life continues. Um, even when you sort of you now know, I mean, every night in the last month, you know, uh, there's been rocket attacks, you know, from the Russians, and yet uh, this terrible tragedy of a few days ago, where they were, or yesterday, I guess, maybe even this morning, I can't remember whether it was yesterday today, where they they, they bombed a restaurant, uh, you know, I mean, yes, you know, where is the Geneva Convention? I mean, does nobody know about that? You know, but yet people were in that restaurant. There was the restaurant was busy. Even yes. Though, no, you know, not in the east. The restaurant is busy in Kiev, in Lviv, but in the east, you know, it's it's absolutely devastation. So devastation yeah. of whole cities. So it's yes. uh, there's almost nothing left. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's phenomena that uh, uh, in normal life um, you can know, you cannot imagine. But when you are in inside inside of this event of this war yeah this is a question and i heard uh, this explanation for uh from my friends from Lviv and from kiev so okay we don't know how long we can be yet alive to probably this night it can be the last night so we need to live maximum to profit what we can so it's also some kind of activation to Mm, to receive from life what uh, people can receive, to be happy with this moment when you are still alive. And I remember I read one interview of one uh, man from Lviv who is an officer in front, and uh, one volunteer came uh, bringing something, and he told, listen, I made for you a coffee, because for Lviv people, coffee is very important. Coffee in, in this... In, in the, front line so some meters from enemy of course because probably it's my the last day and i don't want i i don't want that the russian uh, can take my um, my possibility in my desire to make and to drink a good coffee it's it's a very telling way to uh to end our discussion um it's quite, yes. it's, um, it's really... I, saw, I saw one comment as a question. Uh, difficult to protect physical media from destruction by enemy forces. Of course, difficult. And we don't know uh, in which direction these shahets came the, uh, the next night, in which cities and uh, uh, which purpose, and they can make a mistake. This purpose can be a, a, a house where people live in, it can be some architectural monuments, and they can use them uh, for destroying some special uh, uh, cultural buildings. So it, it happens so many, many times yet. So. No, it's all, all discussions of what we need, that we need to, that, that the West understands better, that it's not neutrality, it's not the time for 21st century. And when this atomic tragedy can happen, that will be the question just of wind, in which direction will go. 
Um, but people prefer things are it's not it's very far not it's not far it's very close may, may, I, may I just continue the conversation a few more minutes and not really talk about the art world but just just generally what's happening there another thing which which astonishes me as a I've never lived through a war so is is it the the Russians bomb and and, and outgo the, the you know the the, the lights and the next day the lights are fixed you know mm -hmm. the, the 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 ability of the ukrainian uh, infrastructure to repair what was bombed the night before uh it, 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 it's it's stuff of fairy tales um you know i don't know how they do it maybe maybe god forbid it happened here we could do the same thing but um but that's one thing that amazes me um the second thing is is there there must be a lot of conversation uh, in Ukraine about what's just happened in, in Russia to, uh, with the Wagner group and this, this sort of failed mutiny and everything else. Um, I mean, it must give strength to the Ukrainian people that... Uh, For all the world, I think it was very strange, this history. <laughs> so, but I admire this laconic uh, image by Nikita Tito with this snake, uh, with this Kremlin <laughs> wall and this tower as a head of snakes. It's really genius. So I think so. Of course, there are so many um, commentary commenter and interpretation. I, I don't know. It's, for me, it's also something um, not so clear. Yeah, I want it more. <laughs> well, our, our, our heart goes to you and your family and your friends. Our respect goes to you for really a, a, a remarkable evening. Um, Thank you. I'm the fortunate one. I, would, I wouldn't have missed it for the world, but I'm able to sit and listen to this and uh, we could do another few hours and I hope maybe we'll do it again. Um, somebody's asked whether Benuri has Ukrainian artists in the collection. We have indeed uh, many. I can't remember now, but I think 13. 13, I, yeah, but I received this information, but I'm not sure that I can, uh, I shall copy because before when we stopped, I cannot have this link. So I tried to... We've got, we, we have 13, 13 Ukrainian artists. In the okay, country. I will see. <laughs> Thank you. I will and, see. Um, and of course, our research unit uh, also, and I can't tell you, I'm sorry, I can't tell you how many Ukrainian immigrants to this country that we have benefited from. Um, although I suspect I'm going to be told in a second by my colleague. Um, but that's part of what the Benue Research Unit is about. It's about recognizing immigrants through who've come to our country and made a rich contribution to British visual culture. So, so it's worthwhile looking at online. Um, Vita, thank you. Uh, I mean, thank you is, is, is really not enough, but thank you. Uh, it was an absolutely riveting uh riveting hour um we we listened uh with with no pauses so um stay safe stay all your family safe i'm and safe i'm thinking about my friends yeah i'm safe here in basel but uh, yeah. i'm not here with my with I, my support, you know. I, i'm sure we pray for you and your friends and for the people of ukraine and uh let justice prevail so. yeah and I hope that the people on the sun can stand up and make something more, <laughs> because this is also for them is important. Thank you. And thank you for this possibility to speak. And uh, that's Ben Uri Gallery is so open to all this. So 
actual and important questions that we are living today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for being you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't forget that the exhibition currently is The Holocaust by Peter Housen from 2011, uh, who was a war artist in Bosnia. Um, the next exhibition is on the Nuremberg Trials uh, on the 26th of July. And then the last exhibition of the year is called Sheer Verve, which is about the Women's International Arts uh, Club, which was founded in Paris in 1898. Um, so lots to lots to come to the gallery for our big library and lots to go online at venery.org. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful summer. Thank you.